Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. And just before the children go to Children's Church, we're going to start with gospel witnessing stories. And because uh, Becky has to lead Children's Church this morning and she's got a gospel witnessing story. So go ahead. Well, generally, when we have the gospel stories, I don't have one. And um, I've been downstairs, you know, for a while, for a few Sundays, and then been sick. So I, I got to thinking about this this morning. Um, I think, if you'll recall, Pete said it in a sermon a month or more ago, and he, I said, you know what, I don't have a gospel story, because I don't go anywhere, I don't see anybody. You know, I just see everybody at church, and I really, you know, for the most part, you guys don't need too much of a gospel story unless you're not saved. So I got to thinking about that, and God, who is mighty, did this. At community group, he brought a young man to our community group two Wednesdays in a row, and a lot of us were able to speak with him and talk with him, but somehow I felt the connection with he and I, and we, we got to talking. And so that's what God did. I, didn't, I don't have to go out. He brought him to me. He brings, you know, we just have to be obedient, and we have to be sensitive to the moving and the leading of the Holy Spirit in our life. Then I got to thinking, too, this is what he does. Today, and this is just a little example, today I have the opportunity to speak to three different groups of kids today. Three different lessons. And I, I, I talk to these kids every, every Sunday. And, you know, some of them are my grandchildren that I speak to a lot of days. But that's what God does. He brings them to me. When I think there is no way I can have a gospel story, he is faithful. And I need to be faithful and obedient to him and respond to where he's working and what he's doing. And so today, I pray that I'm faithful to give the gospel to, just like I, I, I taught Tyler this morning, I'll do children's church in a few minutes. Tonight, I will do Cubby. And then a fourth opportunity is tomorrow morning with Good News Club. Now, and someone asked me, are they all the same lesson? No, they're not. And, but you know what? God is faithful. But he wants us to be faithful. And the good news is the gospel. And so that's my gospel witnessing story. Um, you know, I didn't go out to find anybody, but they found me through the moving of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise the Lord. And the children can go to Children's Church while we continue with these gospel witnessing stories. Does, does anybody else have one? Did anyone else talk to someone about the Lord? Um, Richard and I uh, were in a restaurant on, what was it, Richard? Was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Friday. We were in a restaurant on Friday, and, you know, it, as, as is a common practice of ours, we ask the waiter or waitress, how can we pray for you? And, um, you know, you must always be 
you must always be ready for what will come in that conversation, for what a person is willing to share with you. What a, I mean, because there may actually arise a ministry need or something like that. And, and I will say that, that that's what that one became. And, and I, I just want to say thank you to our benevolence team for how they take these things that come practically on a whim, but we, we know that there are um, no happenstances with God. We know that um, God is in control and God has a plan and God uses those of us who are willing and obedient to be used. And so, um, I praise the Lord. And by the way, by the way, she did know the Lord. Wendy, you have one. Praise the Lord. My community group, I do not like sharing these things because I get really nervous. I actually have two over the past couple of weeks. Um, I was able to share with the girl who's doing my hair, which is hard to do when somebody's holding scissors to your head. Because, you know, you don't know. She's like, no. <laughs> um, so I was able to share with her just some of my life story. And then um, I was able to, she, w- she was asking me about my husband. So I told her he went on a mission trip. And she was like, you know, well, um, what did he do there? So I, I was able to tell her about that and about my mom's mission trip. And, um, and then um, this past few days, um, Isaac has a, a guy that works with him named um, John, and his wife, Erin, came with us down to Nags Head to do some work there at our condo, and um, I was able to share with her in the truck, riding and running some errands, going to Lowe's, and um, I, I told Isaac that I didn't believe that, that, that she believed in God, even though her parents are really good Christians, or and his parents are, um, and just she just didn't really respond to what I was saying to her, but I just still kept, you know, sharing um, some of my life story with her, and she told me about hers and her family, and um, so I just, I guess, just kind of opened the doors, but. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ah, Tiffany's got one. Scott's getting his workout this morning. Getting my steps in. Um, it's I don't know how this works. Can you hear me? All right, thank you. All right, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, this is weird. Um, yeah, so it's funny that Wendy said that because, um, and Becky too, like, you know, I don't really go anywhere, like, to talk to people really, and I'm introverted and shy, so that's not something I normally do. But um, Wendy had mentioned the other week in community group, she was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk in front of everybody. I'm like, I don't either. And I was like, but I have a feeling we're going to do this until everybody in the room, like, shares a story one Sunday. So anyway, this, um, the other day, Sean had to, he was working in Midlothian. I've been wanting to go to this restaurant. It's called First Watch. So if you've never been there, you should go there because it's amazing. Um, So we went, and um, the kids and I were able to meet him there. Anyway, kind of long story short, we were there for almost two hours. So our waitress, super sweet girl, she somehow like forgot to put Sean and I's food in. She put the kids in because we ordered it like way early because we didn't know we were going to get. So anyway, we asked another waitress, we're like, hey, can you just check on our food, you know? And um, she went back there and she comes back and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like she's taking care of it now. And she comes back and she gives us like $40 in gift cards. She's like, your food is on us. And our waitress comes back and I can just see in her face. She is just like 
so distraught over this whole thing, and she was so sweet. And she got busy, and she got oversat, and, like, I could see all of this happening because the restaurant's very open. And um, I told Sean, I was like, I just, I heard whole demeanor had changed. And I was like, and we were not mad. We had nowhere to be. We had nothing to do. The kids were fine. They had their little leap pads. Like, we're good. And um, the whole time, all I could feel was God just saying, you just need to, just, you need to hug her, and you need to pray for her. And I was just like, oh, I can't do that. I could hug her. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it ends up, we told them, we were like, we don't want the gift cards. We don't want our meal free. Like, we want to pay for everything. This is fine. Like, it happens. The other girl comes back. She's like, she's so upset. Like, it was, a, it was a, it, you know, she's new and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I just don't want this to ruin her day. So she comes back. We, we asked for the manager. We told the manager, we don't want all this stuff. And that lady was just like, could not believe that we were like, fine with everything. And um, we just, t- we wanted to encourage her. And um, anyway, so she goes back and we said, please send our waitress back. And we knew she didn't want to come back there. Like, she was super embarrassed and whatever. She comes back and we were just like, you know, it's okay. Everything is fine. And she, I, she was just on the verge of tears in talking to us. And um, I stood up. I said, can I just hug you? I hugged her. And then um, she said, I said, can I hug you? And she said, yes. She said, and um, she said, God bless you guys. And I was like, can we just pray for you? And she was like, yeah. She was like, my dad's dying of cancer. And she was like, his name is George. And I just looked at Sean, and my heart just broke. And um, she, she literally, like, laid her head on me. I don't know this girl, and um, I just got teary-eyed, and Sean just prayed over her, and I was, like, standing up, and everybody could see me in this restaurant, <laughs> which is not me, and um, anyway, we prayed over here over her. Her name is Brooke, so if you guys get the opportunity to go there, ask her for as your waitress, and just encourage her, because, yeah, that, and that stuff doesn't happen to me. I don't know. <laughs> just got to sit in my seat, but anyway, that, that's my story. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Gavani, good. I love it. Well, in the past couple of weeks, I have used um, I have used the uh, Africa trip to a lot of my customers, and they'd say, "Oh, what did you do over there?" And um, you know, I said, "Okay, you asked me." <laughs> but anyway, I w- I would go into the um, what we did. And how we went out, and um, and I would uh, talk about the creation of Christ, mm-hmm. and I would find myself going into, you know, it just it's so easy. I said we give, we go out there and we teach them, you know, about how to do the creation of Christ, and so um, I started. I said, you know, you just start from the beginning of the Bible, how God created the world, and how He went out and taught, and how He did miracles. And I did all this like in like three or four minutes. And um, then I'd say, well, how he died on the cross for our sins. And I said, and then we would tell them, you know, we'd talk to them and tell them how they could be saved. And, you know, they would listen. And I'm going, I think I'm giving the creation of, I'm giving the salvation message here. And I was, you know, I had the opportunity to do that a lot with my customers when they asked me. So praise the Lord. I used Africa. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Anybody? Yeah, Zach. Praise the Lord. I am seriously getting caught up on steps. Uh, good morning. Uh, so recently, uh, my uh, so for those of you that don't know, I work at uh, Fort Lee, 
um, in the Army, and uh, my platoon sergeant recently retired. And uh, so I have a new platoon sergeant got here within the last couple weeks. And uh, this last Thursday, we had an opportunity. We had to go out to uh, Fort Pickett, which is out near Blackstone, to go do a couple range briefs and everything. And uh, at first, you know, we left. We had to go. We had a meeting at 10 o'clock, and we had another one at 2. And it, um, I'm kind of upset of, like, well, why can't we just, you know, we're going to sit around and have a couple hours that we're downtime out there, but uh, one of the blessings that resulted from it was we uh, went and grabbed lunch, had time to kind of get to know each other a little bit better, and uh, you know, come to find out, you know, my uh, new platoon sergeant, he's Christian, but obviously, like, he's just moved here from another state, and so it's, you know, being able to, you know, give him advice on different, you know, churches in the area, how to kind of get involved in this area, he, you know, kind of asked me, hey, you know, what are some good churches out here, and so, you know, it's optimistic that he and his family get plugged in and get involved, um, then uh, have five new young, uh, five new soldiers. Mo you know, most of our soldiers are between the age of 18 and 21, and uh, so like lately we've been having a lot of issues where a lot of them, you know, they get you know that age that you know immature, and so you get you know real fickle arguments and disagreements. And uh, so we had a opportunity where we created the survey where they could at, uh, rate each other like anonymously from you know all 30 of their peers on things like character, work ethic military knowledge, other things, and so like this next week, we're gonna get the opportunity, my platoon sergeant and I, to like a night, when we're going out for, uh, to Fort Pickett for a week, we're gonna do uh, like kind of like professional development sessions with them, where we sit down with them and kind of mentor them and say, hey, look, this is kind of what your peers said, these were your strengths, these are your weaknesses, and then being able to kind of indirectly give them, you know, I really like uh, like Maxwell and other Christian, you know, so like for like books on leadership and stuff, being able to kind of indirectly you know, guide them with some of that, provide some leadership tools and other things. So Amen. look forward to that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. And folks, all we have to do is be willing to be willing to talk to people, be willing to engage people. It it, it is not difficult to get into a gospel conversation at all. And so I just want to continue to encourage you as you go about your your day-to-day -day lives, as as you as you um, wherever you happen to be, I can assure you there is someone that God will that God will allow to cross your path that you can have a conversation with. Turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter twenty. I want to say thank you to Scott for. As as he last week had to um, had to pick up and uh, and preach, he wasn't feeling the greatest last week either. But um, but I think I think I was winning in the feeling worse at that moment. So um, anyhow, thankfully, um, yeah, we we got the flu shot, but it came anyway, and so we had to work through work through that. So here we are in. 20th chapter of Acts, Paul is, Paul is about to head back to Jerusalem. He doesn't know what will happen when he gets to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit, everywhere he has go gone, the Holy Spirit um, has spoken to him, and, and he believes, and he believes that trouble awaits him in Jerusalem. He believes that, that, he, that trouble will come because of his relationship with the Lord, because of his witness for the Lord, because of what God has called him to. 
he realizes that he's coming to the end of his earthly ministry is what, is what Paul realizes. So let's, uh, let's pick it up at verse 17 of chapter 20, read to the end of the chapter. For Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called, the elders, called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly from house to house testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And indeed now I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men." For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. Take, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Then they all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him. Sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more, and they accompanied him to the ship. May God bless the reading of his word. So Paul is in, in Miletus, a, a little south of Ephesus, and, and he, calls, he calls for the elders, he calls for the pastors of that church. He calls for the leaders of that church to come. And, and praise the Lord, praise the Lord, when Paul sent word for them to come, they came. And, and he, he was, it, it, it was this kind of situation. And think about your own life. Think about your own situation. If this was the last time that you would have an opportunity to talk to a group of people that were, in this case, special to you, if, if this was the last time that you were going to have an opportunity to talk to someone, what would you say? What would you say to them? You know, this life is so uncertain. This life is so fragile. We will tomorrow um, go to Movement Church for Kim Davis's funeral. Uh, Kim is, she was eight days older than me. 
And Kim died sudden death this week. No, no indication, no warning, no nothing. Um, Kim passed away um, and left this earth immediately. And, and um, what, a, um, what a blow that was to D-Ray and to his family. So I would ask you to pray for the Davis family. But here Paul is. Paul knows, Paul knows this is the last time that these, that these people will see him. And, and, so, and so there is a lot packed in here. There is a lot, there is a lot that Paul had to say. Paul, Paul wanted to exhort these elders. He wanted to exhort these church leaders for the last time that he would have the opportunity to stand with them. And he says, you know, in verse 19, he says, Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. Folks, I want you to know ministry is hard. Ministry is difficult from time to time. And, 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 and sometimes, yes, ministry is done in tears. Ministry is done in, in and, and, and so um, it is, it, it's not an easy work to be called of the Lord to do, to do his work. Whatever that work happens to be, whatever it is that God has called you to, then, then you know what? We, we, ought to, we ought to seek to do it with excellence no matter what is happening to us in the process. Because you know what? It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about, it's about the Lord. It's about, it's about giving Him glory and giving Him praise. And, and, and about making him known to a, to a lost and dying world, to, to a world that is broken, to a world that is broken. Relationships are broken. And, 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 Paul says, and Paul says, you know what? I have served before you in that way. And I have done it with humility. I've done it with humility. And, and he says, and how I kept back nothing that was helpful. You, you know, um, our trip to Africa, I told Scott, and, and Scott was the only one that had this, had this joy on this particular trip. But I told Scott that, Scott, one of, the, one, one of my main goals is to prepare you to be a team leader. Is to prepare you to be a team leader, to, to put as much of this on you as I can, including all the driving. Including all the driving. And for if, you've, um, if, if you choose one time to go to Africa with us, you will see what he had to take on what he had to take on to, um, to figure that out. And, and so it says, you know, and, and the, the, the point of it is that, you know what, we need to be pouring ourselves into others, do we not? Do we not need to be pouring ourselves? Is that not what disciples making disciples is all about? You just heard that last week. We need to be pouring ourselves into our children, into our grandchildren, into others. We need to pour our lives into others. And then it says, testifying to Jews, also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, if you want to think about salvation, if you want to know what salvation is all about, that is, that is the equation that makes up salvation. And that is repentance, repentance of our sin, repentance towards God. In other words, when we repent, do you understand that we might have been headed in this bad direction, but when we repent, we turn to God and to Him only. So repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that He is who He says He is, that He's done what He has said He has done for our sake. 
for our sake. He did that for us. Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood on that cross, buried in the tomb, rose again on the third day. Also that if we believe, if we believe we could have right relationship with God, that we could be in right relationship with God. And so he goes on to say, And see now, I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. He has, he has no idea, but he's got, a, he's got a pretty good idea based upon the things that have already happened to him and based upon the things that, that he knows will happen. But he says, none of these things move me. None of these things matter. None of these, I don't care about this. This doesn't stop me from what God has called me to. That's, that's, something that, that's something that I wonder sometimes about us. I wonder sometimes about the American church. I wonder, I wonder if, if it got hard, what would happen to us? Would we run from our faith? Would we run from God? Would we run from it and get where it's comfortable again? I pray that we don't. I pray that nothing moves us. Paul says, nor do I count my life dear to myself. He says, so that I may finish this race with joy. And the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. You, you know what? He counts it a privilege. He counts it a privilege to share the gospel with people. You know what? I, 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 I'm, thrilled. I'm thrilled when I have the opportunity to share with people. When people, when people are willing. You, you know something that happened the other day? I can't say that we were ready for this. But we asked this lady how we could pray for her, and guess what she did? She broke down, and she cried, and she walked away. I mean, she just cried and walked away. And it took her a while to come back to ask us what we wanted to drink and things like that. I mean, but it took her a while to come back, and she, and she came back, and she knelt by our table, and she said, I'm a bit overwhelmed today. I'm a bit overwhelmed at what the Lord is doing in my life today. And, and that was one of those moments. Tiffany, as you were telling that story, all I could think about was Amanda, who, who knelt down by our table, and by the time she finished telling us the story, I said, I don't want to get you in trouble because you're so busy and so on, but I just think that we need to pray for you right now, right here in this spot. We just need to pray. And... Um, Amen. So, and, it's, and it goes on to say, and indeed, and indeed now I know that you all, among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God, will see my face no more. Paul, Paul, had, Paul had mentored these. He had, he had you, you know what? He had discipled. He had taught them how to do ministry. He had taught them how to do ministry. And he was telling them, I, I, I'm not going to see you anymore. And, and look at what he says in verse 26. Look at this, because, because I, I want to ask a question once I read this again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men. Now, you know what that says to me? That says that Paul has been faithful to share the gospel with every person that has crossed his path. Can we say that? Can we, can we say that? 
that the blood of that the, the blood of no man rests on us? Here, here's, the, here's the point I want to make. May we not miss another opportunity. May we not miss another platform that the Lord gives. I don't care where we are. I don't care what we're doing. May we not miss the opportunity to share the Lord with people. Because you know what? It may be a circumstance like this where we will never see these people again. And we wonder what God is doing. For I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God. All of it. All of it. And then he goes on. Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. Remember who they are. They're the leaders in the church at Ephesus, okay? That's who he's talking to. And he's saying, therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Where does the call of God come from? The call of God comes from God. The call of God comes from God. Sometimes, sometimes, you know what? You might not feel like it. Sometimes you might not want to. But just remember where your call has come from. Remember where your call has come from. You might say, but I'm tired. You might say, I don't have any time. You'll have plenty of time in heaven. You'll have plenty of time in heaven. Made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Christ loved the church so much that he died for the church. He died for the church. And you know what? He's coming back for the church. He's coming back for his church. And, 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 who, and who make up his church? Those who are born again. Those who have called upon the name of Jesus. Those who, those who are saved. That's who he's coming back for. For I know this. For I know this, that after my departure, and you know what, they've made reference to this. Luke, Luke the writer, has made reference to this in other places as well. That after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Think about a wolf and a, and a sheep. Okay, think about that. Think about that, think about that combination. Think about the effect of what happens when that occurs, okay? And, and, and understanding that, so, so if I'm understanding this right, people are going to come from outside of the church into the church, okay? These savage wolves are going to come from outside in, but hold on. It also says, also from among yourselves, men will rise up. Speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. That tells me that these will rise up from within. That there will be, there will be savage wolves that come from outside to in. And there will be people that are, that are speaking the wrong thing. That have the wrong motive. That will rise up from within the church. From within the church and do damage and are destructive. We've got to be mindful of all of that. We've got to be aware of all of that. Then it says, therefore watch 
And remember that for three years I did not cease to warn everyone night and day with tears. Night and day he warned people about this. So now, brethren, know who he's speaking to. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. I commend you to God, God Almighty, the one true God, the God of this Bible. And, and, and here's his word. And here's his word. And, and realize, and realize when Paul was saying this, it wasn't like it is today. You understand that, right? Because part of it has not even been written yet. Okay? Part of it has not even been written yet. It's being lived as, as he speaks. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified, all those who are set apart. We talked about it in Sunday school this morning. And that is, you know what? He's called us to be different. He's called us to be different. He's not called us to be, to be holier than thou. He's not called us to be greater than anybody else. He's called us to be set apart from this world. He's called us to talk to people differently. He's called us to act differently. He's called us to be different. And if you want to know what that different looks like, then read the Beatitudes. Then read the Beatitudes, because you know what? Those are characteristics. Not that one of us can have one and another can have another, but we all should be living that as who we are, who we are in Christ. And then look what he says. I have coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who were with me. Paul worked. Paul worked to provide for himself. What was, his, what was his job? What was his tent-making job? He was a tent-maker. <laughs> you know, we call it a tent-making job, but, but he was a tent-maker, okay? And he was able to provide for himself, taking nothing from the ministry. And it says, I have shown you in every way by laboring like this that you must support the weak. That you must support, and, and, and in other places in Scripture, you will read about supporting the poor. You, 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 know, you, you know, this is not about amassing wealth for ourselves. That's not what this life is about. That is not what this life is about. This life is about our blessing being shared with others. What we have to share it with other people. If we're able, then, then, then we should do that. And that we should, because, and, and, and I tell you this, I tell you this, I know, I know that there are probably some on my leadership team, especially, especially my benevolence team, who think I go out looking for this stuff, who think I go out looking for this, or that I've got a sign on my head that tells them, come to me. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you that if any of you look, if any of you look, you'll find people around you that have needs, people around you that are weak, people around you that, that, that need a hand up, that need, that need some kind of help. And I can tell you every single one of them need prayer. 
And it goes on, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. This is Paul speaking. Remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And you, and you know what? The children downstairs right this moment, guess what, they're, guess, guess what they're learning? Guess what they're learning this morning? They're learning secret service. Secret service. They're learning Matthew 6 downstairs right now. They're downstairs, they're downstairs doing things that are going to serve others right now. That's what's happening downstairs. And they're and they're they're learning, they're learning that you know what? Whatever you do, whatever you do, you do it so the Lord sees you do it, and not so people see you do it. You do it, in other words, if you do it for this, okay, if you do it for this. Or you do it for this, then you've done it for the wrong reason. If that's what you're looking for when you do these things, and our children are downstairs right now learning Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, about, about what you do, you do in secret. What you do, you do so your heavenly Father sees it. Not so that man sees it. That's a hard lesson. That's a hard thing to learn. We need to learn that. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. Remember, this is the last time he's going to see these beloved brethren. This is the last time he's going to see them. And so, and so what, does he do? what does he do? He kneels down and he prays with them. He kneels down, and, and, and you know what? You know what? That had to be special. That, that had to be a special moment. And look at, what, look at what the response was. They all wept freely and fell on Paul's neck and kissed him, sorrowing most of all for the words which he spoke, that they would see his face no more. Paul is, in a sense... Paul is, in a sense, as he continues ministry, as he continues in ministry, Paul is headed for his death. Paul is headed for his death, and it's not going to be a pretty death. It's not going to be pretty how he leaves this earth. But he, but he was faithful. He was faithful to what God had called him to. And he said, and they accompanied him to the ship. They, they went with him to the ship to spend that little bit more time with him as, as he left them never to come, never to come that way again. Folks, as we think about what God has called us to, as we think about our lives, as we think about our lives as Christian people, as we think about, as we think about what, God has, what, what God has called us to do, what God has called us to be, um, I just pray, I just pray that we seek to be faithful. I love what Becky had to say this morning because she and I have had a lot of conversation about who does she see? Who do, who do I run into that I can share the gospel with? And, and yes, and yes. I, I think we see this in our country that because we've gotten to a point where we're unwilling to go, we're unwilling to go, God's bringing them to us. God's bringing them to our doorstep. God's bringing people to our doorstep. 
And, 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 so, and so I simply say, all you've got to do is be willing to open your mouth. All you've got to be willing to do is to talk to people and to, and to share. And, and I love it. I love it. You, you, you know what? You can get into it any way you want to go. You can use Africa. You can use Guatemala. You can use your story. You can use anything that, because you know what? Because if the Holy Spirit is in it, if God is in it, then you're going to watch things happen that you can't even imagine. You're going to watch a conversation unfold. You're going to watch a door open. You're going to watch things happen. And you know, Paul said, that's what I've been doing in front of you. That's what I've been doing. You know, I wonder sometimes about our reproducibility. The reproducibility of our evangelism. The reproducibility of our discipleship. The reproducibility of this ministry. I pray that, you know what, if, if, I w- if I'm not standing here, if I'm not standing here, you know what, it doesn't matter that it's going to go on. It's going to go forth. The gospel's going to go forth, okay? But you know what, as long as I'm alive, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the gospel going forth. I, I want to watch and see what God is doing. I want to, I, I want to, I, I tell you. I tell you, if a revival breaks out the way they've broken out at other times, I'm probably going to take a trip, okay, because I want to go see it. I want to see, I want to see what God is doing. I love seeing God at work, wherever that happens to be. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you, we thank you for your word. I thank you for Paul and his example. I thank, you for, I thank you for pastors. I thank you for church leaders. I thank you for um, Sunday school teachers. I thank you for Awana leaders. I thank you for, Lord, I just thank you for um, calling, calling and equipping people who are called by your name. Lord, um, what, a, what a joy it is. What a joy it is to serve you. And Lord, I pray that I would be able to say that even if persecution was occurring. Lord, even if, even if they come for my life, Lord, I pray that I would be faithful right to the last breath. So Lord, um, thank you. Thank you for Paul's example. Thank you, thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the opportunity to share the gospel. And thank you for people's response. Lord, I just thank you for people's um, truthfulness and their, and their genuineness in their answers. I, Lord, I don't want them to say what they think I want to hear. I want them to tell me the truth so that we, so that we know how to push back darkness. We know how to deal with sin. We know how to talk about these things. And Lord, Lord, may we see people the way you see people. May we have the compassion that you have. And Lord, we'll give you the praise, the honor, the glory for all that you're doing, all that you're going to do. 
Lord, I, pl- I pray over our ministries here tonight. I pray over what's going to happen at Lake Gaston Baptist Church tonight. Lord, I, I just pray. I pray over D-Ray and Paul and Trevor and Emily and Jim and Jan and, and, and the whole family. Lord, I pray that you would meet them in that place. Lord, I pray that the gospel goes forth in Kim's funeral tomorrow. Lord, I pray that people hear the truth of the gospel and have an opportunity for their lives to be changed forevermore. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We give you this time of invitation, Lord, as, as Lord, you, you are the only one that can do with it what needs to happen here. All this you most precious and holy name. Amen. Let's stand together.